Um, we have a uh, uh, we have a video, and hold on one second. We have a video from uh, one of the uh, Libertarian presidential candidates, Dan Berman, who wanted to talk about some of the rhetoric coming from these shootings and from the people that did the shootings. Um, this is not an endorsement of Dan Berman's campaign. Uh, we definitely like him. We've had him on Matt's show. Probably end up Dan, having him Dan's on. Dan's a friend of the show, and uh, Dan's a friend of the show and a friend of, and a friend of ours. But uh, yeah, we're not endorsing anybody's campaign. It's just, it's a good video and we wanted to share it. It's a great video and a great message. And, uh, and so we're going to play that, play that now from Dan Berman. Let's talk about mass shootings. Over the weekend, there were three in America. Before I say anything else, just know that this video is not to attack any of our political leaders and it's not to favor any policies on the left or the right. Right now, everyone is trying to point blame to politicians for these violent shootings. Elizabeth Warren even blamed Donald Trump in a tweet, despite the fact that one of the shooters was one of her supporters. Another of these shooters was a Trump supporter who left behind a manifesto citing that his motive was the Hispanic invasion. This is rhetoric that Trump has said repeatedly. It's not just shootings either. People are running over their political opponents with cars or attacking them for wearing the wrong hat. This is what we have to understand. It is not the fault of these politicians, but they are not clear from responsibility. People listen to their leaders. That is a great power. <coughs> and with great power comes great responsibility. Emotions are powerful. They create strong bonds between people and ideas. They allow people to be influenced and even controlled. Politicians often take on challenging positions on emotionally charged issues because they know it will gain the loyalty of followers. The media, which is largely driven by ratings, constantly seeks to exploit our emotions to increase viewership. We are constantly bombarded with emotional bait to guide our actions. These actions usually amount to paying our taxes, voting, and letting the politicians handle the rest. For some, this just isn't enough. Thinking with our emotions often leads to bad decisions, especially for those who are taking matters into their own hands. They will commit terrible acts of violence, not directly prompted by the leaders they follow, but fueled by emotions that those leaders triggered. I often discuss very emotional issues, and some of my supporters have suggested they want to engage in acts of violence to achieve our goals. I know emotions can run high over these very sensitive issues, and so, as their leader, I tell them not to engage in violence. Sometimes they'll try to justify it and point out that the people they want to commit violence against are actually the criminals. And I might even agree with them, but I tell them there has to be another way because I don't want a civil war. Even if they downplay these suggestions as a joke, I still take them seriously. I'm calling on Donald Trump, Elizabeth Warren, and every other politician to do the same. We cannot be held liable for the acts of our followers if we did not instruct them to commit acts of violence. But we have a responsibility to let them know that we do not support those acts of violence. If they look up to us, they will listen. We need to stop saying hateful things to our political opponents, knowing they will incite emotional reactions. While I absolutely believe in our right to free speech and the right to say those things, leaders should be held to a higher standard and set an example for others. If, as Trump says, hatred does not belong in this country, we need to stop inciting hatred against others. It's time our leaders started taking responsibility with their influential powers and their own followers. United we stand, divided we fall. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I this is one of the problems, Matt, when we have, and this is the problem with the democratic system in general. When you have 
when the power is when you centralize power but then allow the the people in general to to directly access that centralized power through their vote what ends up happening is it doesn't become a decentralization of power what it becomes is your friends and neighbors and loved ones becoming your adversaries if they disagree with you on anything not just your adversaries or 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 someone that disagrees with you but now they're your enemy potentially they're trying to take your rights and what happens as a result of that is ever increasing warlike rhetoric from both sides and what we've seen more and more recently is that the leaders of these different movements and parties are more and more likely to either directly inflame that kind of rhetoric or at least just kind of stand back and and let it go um we're not going to hear from the media at large, the, at least not the left-wing part of the media, that one of the shooters was a Liz Warren supporter. Like, that's not going to enter the narrative that these are white nationalist Trump supporters that are doing these shootings. It just it, it's not, it doesn't match it, and so it's not going to be talked about. Just like we're not really talking about the, uh, 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 the, the, the shootings over the weekend in, uh, in Chicago where 42 people were shot uh and uh in an area with very heavy gun control because that doesn't match the media narrative that doesn't change the fact that liz warren donald trump by talking about and dehumanizing and talking about people that don't agree with them as though they're bad people not just people with a difference of opinion um it leads to the, the if you're already kind of damaged to begin with and you're hearing that there are these terrible people whether they're immigrants, conservatives, foreigners, Muslims, white Christians, whatever. They're terrible people. They're ruining everything. They're a threat to your existence. And someone's got to do something. Well, if you're someone that isn't like most people, and you're already looking for a reason to harm people, you just got your reason. Right. Which... There's so many different things that could be talked about about this and i every time we have to do one of these shows it in which you know it's been happening more and more recently but yeah it it's not easy it's not easy for anybody these are hard times for everybody out there and they end up becoming much more divisive for everybody because you get the people who react to these things and they want to enact gun control because they think that's going to help. And then you have the people who don't want to enact gun control. Right. A larger divide in the narratives and people get more upset and the hatred grows and it gets so much more difficult to have regular, normal, debate as opposed to just vitriol being spewed back and forth between the two yep everything turns straw man and it's oh you hate children because you don't believe in gun control and you want a big police state where the police will be able to come in and just murder your dog if you do and it just turns into this huge powder keg of emotion between everybody and it, I mean, it is so hard to talk about every time. 
but we, but we, all of us, everybody, everybody listening, everybody watching, we have to be able to talk about it and we have to be able to have civil conversation about everything without getting to the point of reaching hatred because that's star Wars taught us, you know, the, he has a lot of hate. Uh, what is it? It's been so long since I've seen that. Um, fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to the oh, oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because okay. Yeah, <laughs> you lost me. I'm like, it's a yeah. trap? I don't know. Well, um, fear, uh, fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to the dark side. And both this argument for both sides leads to fear in both sides. Yeah, and then discuss it, which leads to anger, and the anger then leads to hate, and then somebody who has gone to the dark side does something, and it starts that cycle all over again. Yeah, no, it's it's an absolutely terrible thing. It doesn't help to feed the flames, and if you're like me or Matt or or you know most of our our followers and listeners and and viewers, I'm sure are are libertarian or libertarian leaning. But if you're like us where everyone else disagrees with us. We don't have a huge base of people that agree with us on everything. When I talk about guns, invariably, someone's going to tell me that, you know, I need to talk to one of these, you know, mass shooter survivors and, and you know, and try to tell them that I don't care about their children, which is not what I said. If yeah. I talk about immigration, invariably someone's going to tell me that I need to talk to one of these one of these angel parents who lost their children to a violent illegal immigrant and tell them that I want us to be overrun with terrorists and MS-13 members which is not what I said this is what happens when politicians can't just say I support this because I think this is what's going to result in it I worry about what happens if we don't do it that doesn't get you attention on the news channels that doesn't get you votes that doesn't get you blind support what gets you support is talking about you know invaders and terrorists and like using the most hyperbolic language about everything all the time so that you whip people up into a you have people that are in their 60s and 70s who will get of all ages, but especially in that age group, they will get red in the face telling you that you are an enemy of all good things because, like, you don't support, I don't know, visa limitations or some ridiculous pedestrian thing. That is, is a serious issue, but it's just it's just insane. It's just insane. It is. And you see it, like, as we're, we're in the middle of an election cycle, and I, we're, we're going to go into it after the paid sponsorship. Um, but you see it, especially in an election cycle at, at the debates last week, uh, Don Lemon, I think it was Don Lemon. It may have been Jake Tapper. One of them uh, asked, you know, with Trump's recent racist tweets and do you consider him to be a white supremacist? I don't remember the exact wording of the question, right? But right. he was utilizing Chris Reynolds says tilapia fixes. No, the hell it does not. Listen. (laughs) Um, Thank you for adding levity to that, Chris. Um, But um, (laughs) he said, you know, he said, you know, do you think Don, uh, do you think Donald Trump is a racist or a white nationalist or whatever? And they use 
these words that incite anger in both sides because it's like no you're calling somebody that and you're dumbing down the word racist or right right down the word white supremacist or you're igniting the other side but going yes he is one of those things we need to get him out of and it's just making both sides angry and it's creating more anger and it's creating more hatred and it is dividing us all the way on every issue because you all politicians always talk in like you said hyperbolic nature throwing out the worst possible scenario and each side always ends it with and don't you care about the children (laughs) the children and so if you get asked that if any of those politicians had said look i'm not ready to call donald trump a white supremacist but i think his rhetoric is not helpful and he at times he's dehumanizing blah 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 blah, they get booed off stage their life might be in danger because they're in front of a frothing crowd of people who want to hear the absolute worst. And the same thing on the Republican side. They don't want to hear nuanced language about immigration. They want to talk about invaders and job stealers and gang MS-13. They're all coming from MS-13. Every single one of them is MS-13. And it's terrible. And we need to be focusing, stop being angry and hateful to each other and focus on the real enemy. Tilapia lovers. People who cape for this filthy, disgusting animal that lives in Vietnamese poop. Not that there's anything wrong. It's not the Vietnamese part that's the problem, by the way. For those who think I'm anti... Yeah, it's the poop part. The fecal matter is the issue here, guys. Maria Edinburgh says... Uh, cod fixes things for me. A good flaky fish. A good white fish, Maria. Got cod. A nice, flaky, light white fish. Low in fat, if that's something that worries you. I sound very Jewish right now because I'm talking about cod. And fish, just in general. Just fish in general. I get like this. A very good fish. Very good fish. Cod. What's that? How do you feel about sword? I like swordfish a lot, but it's super high in mercury, and so I tend to stay away from it. But it's uh, I like swordfish. You can cook swordfish to taste almost like red meat. It's a really, really, really good fish. I really like swordfish. Bass is 100% correct. If you like tilapia... Bass watches, I believe that Bass watches a little bit of a show called Letterkenny. Um, of, of what? Letterkenny. Based on that, based on that quote alone, I think he watches Letterkenny. I'm sure that's true. Never heard of it. Uh, mm-hmm. Liz Perez, swordfish is delicious. It really yeah. is. Swordfish, yeah, swordfish, mahi, grouper. Yeah, mahi grouper. These are all delicious things. You know what else is delicious? Thanks. Podcasting, guys. Are you looking to make a podcast? Well, <laughs> I hope you are, because Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. That's right. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place. For free, which for you can use free. Right, for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. That's great. I hear that they have uh, creation tools. You see that allow you to record and edit your podcast, so it sounds great, Matt. That's absolutely correct. But not only that, but they will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard everywhere: Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, and many more. That is incredible, Matt. Is it true? This can't be true couldn't possibly be true. but is it true well how do you know what i'm gonna say that 
You can easily... (laughs) Is it true? No, it couldn't. Uh, That I've heard, if this is true, that you can easily make money from your podcast with, get this, no minimum listenership. Is that true? It's actually true. It's unbelievable. It's unfathomable, ineffable, but true. Well, great day in the morning. Great day in the morning. So all you need to do is uh, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. 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 You can definitely get started today. And speaking of getting started today, Beto O'Rourke, who got started yesterday after a very lackluster presidential campaign thus far that has left everyone wondering, why is Beto O'Rourke running for president? He had a bit of a standout moment. I should have grabbed the video. I even have here that I'm going to get it, and I didn't. Yeah, I I saw that. I didn't see it in there, but I was like, maybe Spike has it on his computer. I definitely do not. Okay. So I literally do not. was on CNN, and Jake Tapper, I'm, oh, good. I did put some notes in for this. I was just Yeah, he did. He you did. Yeah. And uh, Jake Tapper... Same same thing as I said happened in the debate. Same thing happened. It was just an interview, uh, just him, Beto and Jake. And he said, do you consider the president to be a white supremacist? And Jake Tapper says, yes. Or sorry, Beto, Beto O'Rourke says, yes. I do wish we had the video because you know how we say Beto? Beto? Beto. He says it that way. Oh, wow. He said Beto. And See, that's I said, he must be watching our show. Um, but, uh, yeah. And he said, he's, he started saying, man, I wish I had more notes than this. Um, hang on, I might still have this pulled up somewhere. No, I don't neat. Um, but he's, he said, yes, he's a white supremacist. We, we can't sugarcoat it. We can't go around it. We absolutely a hundred percent need to call him what he is and he's a racist and he's a white supremacist we saw it on the campaign trail and we see it with what he does and says now while he's in office right and so we i actually i can at least i at least can play the audio for you to hear could you hear that yeah i could okay so i can at least play the audio because who wants to look at beta or work let's just be clear about this um, but this is him being interviewed outside of an event about asking about Donald Trump. Is there anything in your mind that the president can do now to make this any better? Uh, what do you think? Um, you know that he's been saying oh. he's, he's been calling Mexican immigrants rapists and this criminals. Is, um, I, I don't know. Like members of the press. What the okay. hold on a second. You know, I, I, I it's it's these um, it's these questions that you know the answers to. I mean, connect the dots about what he's been doing in this country. Um, he's not tolerating racism. He is promoting racism. He's not tolerating violence. He's inciting racism and violence in this country. So, um, you know, I, I just, I, I don't know what kind of question that is. So, hot take. <laughs> hot take from Beto O'Rourke, guys. Beto O'Rourke is not happy. No, Beto O'Rourke Be- is not happy. Yeah, I was I was shocked listening to that because that was the first time I heard that one. <laughs> that was the one I was talking about. Yeah. Um, we should now, put a link into the uh, notes next time. <laughs> yeah, well, no, that was my fault. I complete. I forgot to do it. I make amends for 
for two things. One was for trust, trusting Shane when it came to food. Right. And then the other thing is for um, for this. Uh, Chris says Beto needs, needs more tilapia. He obviously just ate tilapia when he did that. He needed a Snickers is what he needed. Although actually that's 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 actually peak Beto. That's really who he is as a person. Um but right. if you'll well, recall, he, he got a lot of attention. Beto. What's that? This is peak Beto. Okay, I'm down here talking to you <laughs> at eye level, even though I could be like, Now imagine if Matt was because I mean Matt's like average height. Beto works like six two or six three. What's yeah. that? By definition, yes, I'm average height. Like the literal average, as am I. Uh He's like, Beto's a tall guy, a tall, lanky guy, and he likes to get up on counters and stages and chairs and cars. And then stages make sense. Everything else doesn't. Stages make sense. Everything else is stupid. Right. He'll be in a group of like 30 people and get up on a table so they can all see him because they couldn't see him just standing there. And then he gets down, negating the entire point of getting up on the table. Right. Let him know I'm one of you guys. That's why I'm up on this damn table with my shoes on the table that everyone's about to eat on and or on this truck because God knows everyone wanted me to stand on the hood of their truck. Right. And and he gets down. And, hey, guys, I'm I'm Beto. Yeah. And so he's cussing. That's actually Beto's natural. So like he got a lot of attention when he was cussing against when he ran against Anger Weasel in uh, in the uh, November uh, Anger Weasel, the Zodiac Killer. In um, whose dad killed JFK in um, in Texas uh, last year, uh, he cussed a lot. Everyone was like, "Yeah, we want a cusser." And then this was one of those things where they're like, "These stupid conservatives, they think they're all mad because Beto's cussing." I didn't hear, and I'm not a conservative. I'm not defending conserv. I didn't hear Matt. Did you see a single conservative angry that Beto cussed? No, because I didn't see it. No. The- Definitely not in the age of Trump. No one's mad about cussing anymore. Right. Yeah, I uh, did definitely. I definitely did not see uh, a single conservative upset about uh, the language. Um, I did see some uh, conservatives upset about who was it? Was it? Oh God, Arizona, New Mexico, Cinemaio, Cinemaio. Kristen Cinema or whatever her name is. I think she cussed on the floor or something. And people freaked out. Oh, really? Yeah, I think that's I think, funny. Yeah, um, my dad. Okay, so sorry. My dad t- just texted me, and he said he's not watching. But uh, he said, "Did you know Winnie is about forty-five, maybe 50? And he's talking about Winnie Cooper from the Wonder Years. <laughs> And without even thinking about it, I said 44, because I know that. For some reason, I know how old Danica McKellar is. And Why? Because I've had a crush on her since I was a tiny little kid. That's an impressive crush to know how old she is just off the top of your head. Yeah. Do you know her birthday? I don't. I don't know. Not off the top of my head. That's impressive, Matt. She looks good. <laughs> well, yeah, Dad. She's Winnie Cooper. Um, <laughs> that is funny. So yeah. um, Maria Edinbo says, "I take a milk crate with me always to stand up to talk, stand on to talk to people." Don't you? I'm clearly missing out, Maria. Clearly, I haven't. I've been. I've been doing stuff wrong. 
because um, I just wanted people to see me at my level as opposed to like getting up on a thing and then bending down to pretend to pretend that, you know, I'm one of them. I'm one of them. I could have just stood next to them like a human being and shook their hand, but I got to, I got to say, I'm like you little people. Yeah. This is how much I care. I'm up here, but I'm willing to come down to your level. To your level. Having gotten on this, having gotten on this counter for zero reason whatsoever. Right. Nobody has asked Beto to do this. Right. So, but yeah, so when he was on the CNN video, (laughs) that I thought we were doing, um, Immediately after he said basically all of that without the cursing, because without the cursing, live, right, 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 because he was live on CNN. Um, uh, he, they started asking about the shootings and the shootings that happened, and he went from talking about Trump being a white supremacist and a racist to this is what we need to do in order to fix it. And he said, "And Jake, I have to tell you, in addition to universal background checks, in addition to ending the sale of weapons of war into our communities, in addition to red flag laws, we have got to acknowledge the hatred, the open racism that we're seeing. Now, like I said, like we said earlier, and I'm certain we're going to say again, this is part of what fuels the hatred that you are now railing against you can't blame it all on one side it's the hatred is being fueled both sides are fanning that flame in their own special way in their own special way somebody's using like a banana leaf fan and the other side's using a asian fold-out fan i don't know uh i don't know the names of fans um but they're both using fans it's just whichever one they prefer and it's whichever one they think fits their better. which side's using the banana leaf fan matt i would go uh the gop's on the banana leaf side. that's what i was thinking of banana leaf and the other one's got the asian the asian like palm frond type deal yeah that's a if it that's a visual but of hate but of hate of hate they're fanning, they they're fanning the flames of hate with these very happy fans we're wearing the 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 uh the lays wearing the lays of dehumanization and corruption so nothing we've talked about today will matter 30 years from now unless they pass gun control legislation in which case it, it might Right. Although a lot of gun control legislation ends up expiring within 10 years uh, once the, the heat that caused it to, to happen is gone. Right. Um, but now, here's something. Go ahead. I, I will say that while the shootings were tragic and they definitely were the main story that everybody knows about. Yeah. Personally, I think this is the most important story of the week. Yeah. This one affects all of us will affect all of our children. And, I don't have any children, but and, and it will affect all of your grandchildren. Right. Uh, so in the last week, the Senate has confirmed 13 of Donald Trump's nominees to lifetime appointments in the federal judiciary, bringing the grand total up to 150. Not yet. Uh, 
Oh. He's he's almost at 150. Uh, oh, there's okay. 17 more nominees that are looking to get confirmed and probably will in the next couple of weeks, and that will bring it up to 150 Article Three judges uh, that Trump has appointed. Which is like, isn't that like a third of the judiciary or something like that? It's uh, if Chris Reynolds could uh, weigh in on yeah, that Chris, one. Chris, how what percentage of the of the federal uh, judiciary? Uh, Maria Edinburgh says banana leaf goes to the side with the Tiki torch guys. Yeah, exactly. Tiki torch and banana, banana, uh, uh, right. fan. That makes sense. Yeah. When asked about it, cause most of these, I think 11 of them, I think 11 of them happened during the debates <laughs> while the debates were happening. They were doing voice calls. Yeah. Just wow. churning through these things. That's crazy. And cocaine, Mitch. Or Moscow Mitch, apparently. Moscow cocaine turtle Mitch, yeah. That's right. Uh, He said, for too long, fairly uncontroversial judicial nominees just like these have been held up and delayed by our Democratic colleagues even when the vacancy qualifies as a judicial emergency. Chris Reynolds says a big percentage. Uncontroversial district judges used to be confirmed promptly in big groups by voice vote. And he said that from the floor ahead of the votes on Wednesday, which were happening at the same time as the debates. And this is coming from Mitch McConnell, who confirmed more judges last week than he allowed Obama in two years, the last two years in office. Cocaine Mitch will be remembered for keeping Obama judges out of the lower federal courts. He didn't pull that crap with um, with. Um, Supreme Court, although we did with the last one, uh, the first two that Obama pushed, he allowed to go through for a vote. But when it came to uh, Merrick Garland, uh, he said, which is funny because Merrick Garland was sort of a centrist consensus uh, candidate to put up. He was like, no, I unlike he and uh, Brett Kavanaugh, 90 percent of the time agree. Yeah, 90 percent. It became neither here nor there. Brent Kavanaugh went on to to basically be all, all he's a if, if if he's not he's a Mary Garland. It's ninety percent of Merrick Garland, um, or I guess Merrick Garland could be considered a Brett Kavanaugh. So, so um, <laughs> I mean, uh, if, if if you if you if you could think of it that way, but right. um. Four, four of the, the 13 judges. Go ahead. Yeah, four of the thirteen judges were nominees that Obama had put forth, and they were added as a part of a deal set with Dems in order to uh, speed these through. So that's not that great of a deal for them. It's it's not, but these are people that they wouldn't have confirmed two and a half years ago. Right, right, right. Now they're so, like, okay, we'll we'll let you have these guys. We just want these nine. And so after these 17 more get nominated, which it's looking like it's going to happen, he's got 115 Article Three judges in lifetime appointments. Uh, if he does five more judges before leaving office, he will have appointed more judges than any other president in history in one term. Yes. That's pretty impressive. If he does get reelected, which Matt and I tend to believe will happen, uh, assuming the economy doesn't do what it looks like I've been doing the last couple of days, uh, then uh, he will be able to appoint way more judges. Um, so 
I mean, this is when you think about it, these are these are the ones that are going to go on to become Supreme Court justices. Their aides are going to become federal justices. Like this is a huge sea change in the makeup of the the judiciary for generations, at least one or at least a couple of generations. It will actually ripple on into like great and great great grandchildren. Right. This is what has happened. What has happened with 150 Article 3 judges? This changes the landscape for the unforeseeable future. Yeah, for, for quite some time. And yet, anyone want to guess how many times this fun fact was mentioned in the last in the last four nights of debates, first the, the first two that we did, Demageddon 2, and then the other two that were back in the end of June. You want to guess how many times it was mentioned? This total reshaping of the of the judiciary for 100 years, 50, 40, 50, 60 years minimum? Anyone want to guess? Anyone? No, no, no guesses, huh? No guesses. That's interesting. Not, not a one on any of the any of the chat. Oh, no one 0.25 a quarter Less than that one. is you are 0.25 off off yeah. it was mentioned not even once and it's one thing to say that the the reporters didn't bring it up because it wasn't sexy or whatever none of the candidates brought it up not it's one. questionable whether they knew Flipped. so here you have literally hitler who is like a white nationalist supremacist and is, you know, going to bring us all to total ruin. But you're not going to mention the fact that he and his good friend, Cocaine Mitch, the turtle from Moscow, Mc- McConnell. I forgot his name. Um, uh, <laughs> McDonald. Uh, what are completely changing what the courts are going to look like for a long, 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 long time. Yes. For a very long time. And now... The reason that this is possible, the reason that this was so easy for Donald Trump to do was because during the Obama era Senate, when Obama was president and, oh God. uh, Harry Reid. Harry Reid, thank you. Harry Reid was the Senate majority leader. They did the nuclear option, and you didn't need 60 votes to get somebody passed. It changed everything. It changed everything. And they did it out of pure hubris that they were going to win, and they were going to sweep, and they were just going to do exactly what Donald Trump did. They couldn't. They They lost. lost. Passed the nuclear option a year later, and ever since... Mitch McConnell has been in charge of the Senate. Right. So that was the end of that. It, 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 hubris is a word for that. So hubris. I remember. Pure hubris. It was pure hubris. This is a hubris-tastic episode. We had our nipple episode. This is our hubris episode. Yeah. It's also a nipple episode. All of our episodes are nipple episodes. But we... we, we because we have nipples. We have nipples. Matt Wright has nipples. Matt Wright does have nipples. Matt Wright's nipples. Matt Wright's nipples. So, 
hubris. So I remember after George Bush got reelected, I was a tiny, tiny child. 2004, I was a kid. I was like seven. And I remember when he got reelected and Karl Rove talked about the fact that there was, I think he said that the Dem- the Republicans were going to be in charge for the next, I think he said 50 years or some ridiculous thing. The very next election cycle, the Democrats take the Congress and the very next presidential cycle, the Democrats take the White House. Similar hubris. 60 years prior, Adolf Hitler says he's created a thousand-year Reich. Within five years, he kills himself. I'm thinking that maybe politicians should, make one should stop thinking they're going to win forever. Because statistically, that's not what happens. Right. So stop. Now, if... I was the head of the Senate. If I was the GOP head of the Senate. Come November of 2020, I would put the nuclear option back in just in case. I would. I would like I would, I would take it away. I'd be nope, you need 60 votes now. I would put it back. Get like 200 judges confirmed and then just be like, "You know what? No one needs this much raw power." Yeah. I would do that. And then if I, and if and then, <laughs> I would do that, I would even think about it. I would do that so fast. And then if they win again, be like, "We need this power." But why? You've got people. You've got two hundred judges that are going to be the there. Thing. That's the like, thing. That's the thing. There's a good chance you don't need to appoint anybody else. It's crazy. It's. I knew he had put in a lot of. Jo- I knew two things. I knew that. Even since the Bush years, they were complaining about the backlog of of empty judge seats, judicial seats, and that that had continued into the Obama years through attrition as more and more judges either died or retired or cycled up or whatever, uh, decided to run for office or whatever they did, went back into the private sector, that it was just more and more empty seats and it was creating a backlog in cases and everything. And I thought... Someone's gonna get a hold of this, but I, I, so I knew he had gotten a lot of judges, and I didn't know it was a hundred and fifty. That's a lot. Going to have a hundred and fifty by before the August recess. So federal judges, and uh, it is for the all, not all of them are federal. Some of them are uh, district, but well, they're still federal though. They're federal districts federal. for yeah, 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 yeah. No, they're not supreme like Supreme Court judges or whatever, but they're they're obviously they're they're federal districts representing specific groups of states or whatever. Um, I mean, he has the ability to change the Ninth Circuit, which is it's one of the happening. oh, has it? It's already started happening. Like they, uh, the Ninth Circuit recently ruled uh, that California's gun control laws are unconstitutional. Oh yeah. Big stuff happening. Uh, they, that was one of the, the 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 things that people said about Donald Trump is, you know, but the Supreme Court and the federal courts. And to his credit, to his supporters, he's pretty much rubber rubber stamped and cocaine Mitch has rubber stamped anything that Federalist Society puts in front of him for, for a list of judges. So if you're a conservative, there's something you can be unambiguously happy about and then just not worry about like the deficits and the gun control and right. and Planned Donald Parenthood. Trump- I'm not going to say he's good at like 
4D underwater backing. <laughs> but um, he's really good at directing a conversation. Oh, yeah. Very good at it. He's That's awesome. what he does. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of his rhetoric is to keep people looking one way as opposed to another. And I think that there, he knew what he was doing with this. He knew he was changing the judiciary forever. But he kept focusing on everything Stupid else. Stupid crap. Don't look, yeah. Don't look at that. Don't look at that. Let's look at this stuff over here. And when in a week, in a week where he got 13 judges was the week where everybody was talking about a tweet that he sent out saying, is he racist? It's pretty, pretty, uh, I mean, it, it works for him. You'll see the left and they'll say, we've got to let, we've got to stop letting Donald Trump control everything and control the conversation. And he will tweet one thing. Mm -hmm. And those very same people will go back to saying, we have to talk endlessly about this Trump tweet. Right. It's pretty incredible how he's able to do that. I, I, uh, I, I, that's what he does. That's what he's good at is figuring out how people directing the conversation and figuring out how people are going to respond to it. And it's how he became president and it's how he's probably going to get reelected. And it's how he just got 150 judges Maria Edinburgh says he jingles keys and does what he wants. He does. He's like pretty much like the entire rest of the world are a bunch of kids. And he's just like, yeah, confirm those judges. Look at these keys. And everyone goes, Trump's keys are racist. And, uh, and <laughs> cause they're not, well, I guess they're, it's black. So I mean, right. Um, but yes, this, while everything that happened in El Paso and Gilroy and Dayton are absolute tragedies, mm -hmm. this is the most important story of the week. He changed the face of America for generations Yeah, in two and a half years. And no one talked about it. Not There's a good chance this is the first time you're hearing about it is from My two... I'm guys, Chris Reynolds has heard about it, but other Chris than that, Reynolds, personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law is an attorney at law who does personal injury. Right. The Before. only reason I heard about it is because another lawyer friend of mine shared it on his page and it said, you won't believe what Mitch McConnell's been doing during the debates. And I said, well, I wonder what that is. Cause my hope was cocaine. Cocaine. <laughs> It wasn't cocaine. It was not cocaine. It was not cocaine. And I read that article and I said, I don't know if I understood that. So I read it again. And then I said, that can't be right. So I read it another time. And then I sent it to Spike. And then I read it twice more. So you read it five times. Five times. Not including what I read today when I was doing my notes. You've read it six times. Yeah. Good job, this Matt. <laughs> So I had read something about it where they were like, during the debate, you wouldn't believe what's happened. And I read that and I'm like, oh. And then when the shooting happened, we've just been so enveloped with the shooting. And it's, it's you know, the conspiracy theorists will say, well, you know, the shooting was to cover up for the, and, it, and it's not that, that it wasn't. But the, 
the me the 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 guy in in the White House right now is really 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 good at one thing. He's good at a couple things. The thing he's really good at politically is directing the conversation since June of 2015. This man has completely controlled every aspect of not just the national conversation, but the international political conversation has been completely directed by Donald Trump. And it has worked for him. Unbelievably well. I when I remember was that Lindsey Graham's phone number he gave out? Yes. When he gave out Lindsey Graham's phone number, I thought that was hilarious. That was so funny. <laughs> and I remember making a status update and I said, You are not you're not gonna be in this uh campaign for long, but man, I hope you're entertaining the entire time you're in it. We were right about half of that. I was right about half of that. It, it's 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 absolutely incredible. He he's the most, or I would I'll say anyway. It's I mean you could argue it, but he's certainly in the running. He's one of the most entertaining people on the planet right now, and Easily. he's also he's also the most powerful, arguably, and he, which is says a lot about. You know, people talk about protecting our civilization. Our civilization is a joke. Everything is reboots now, and Donald Trump's the most. A guy like the original reality show host is, or the original reality show person was, he was doing reality TV in the 80s when there was no such thing. He's the most entertaining person in the world. He also just completely reshaped the judiciary with the help of one cocaine Mitch McConnell. And Barack Obama. And And Barack Obama, yeah, yeah. And, and, a lot of people with hubris. A lot of people with hubris. A lot of Which hubrisy the people. The president, lots of hubris. Oh, oh. So, at some point, there will be a fall. At some point, there will more than likely be a fall, and it will be. You think he's been entertaining now? A small taste of the entertainment that will come from if and when Donald Trump falls whether it's through not getting reelected or being indicted after he's president or whatever the way he acted after Barack Obama beat Mitt Romney in like the 24 to 48 hours after that is just a little ah, taste of what is awaiting whenever that happens which at this point I'm not banking on it he might die before that happens but if it does happen we get oh, to watch Donald Trump or Eric Trump act that way. You get to watch some serious, seriously, seriously hilarious meltdowns. Yeah, it's going to be, it, it, if he does have a fall in his lifetime, it's going to be Charlie Sheen level. Charlie Sheen, if he had access to the nuclear codes. Yeah. Char- Which Charlie is- Sheen would watch this meltdown and go, I'm glad that I reined it in. <laughs> you got to tone it back. I wonder if this guy's using drugs, Charlie would say. Um, so He's apparently taking too much of that tiger blood. Yeah. Uh, that, oh, that's pure, pure dragon energy there. Um, so, yeah. So that's, so that's the news of the week. That's the news of the week. 
That is the news of the week. That is the news of the week. So, guys, be sure to tune in tomorrow for My Fellow Americans. That's a show with a little guy named Spike Cohen. It's me. I'm going to be interviewing the possible next president. Libertarian presidential candidate Kim Ruff, who... She's an awesome interview. I love her. I married. She's also married. So it's a platonic respect thing, but I love her. I cannot wait for tomorrow night. And uh, she is politically me with red hair. And also, she's a woman. And with red hair. The red hair part is, I could dye my hair red. She's a woman, I guess, is the bigger difference. So that's tomorrow. And uh, I'm really looking forward to that. And we're going to talk about legalizing everything, everything pretty much. And uh, and then, Matt, you've got uh, the writer's block on Thursday, right? I do. I have the writer's block on Thursday at 8 Eastern with Axel David, who is going oh. to be talking about... Um, Something, uh, I something having to do with red light cameras and that sort of thing. So looking oh, cool. forward to hitting. He's going to be in studio. Oh, cool! So he's actually going to be in studio. Yeah. Nice. That's good. I haven't had anyone in studio yet, which is good because I don't have another chair for them. They'd have right. to sit on my lap. We should. I'm going to have someone in studio soon. We should have somebody. We should do an episode of My Wires of Freedom in Spike's studio. In, Sp- in my studio with Matt on my lap. I will sit on your lap for two hours. That won't hurt me at all. <laughs> no, I'm sure. Me. I'm sure that won't be rough at all. Anyway, so so that'll be good. So that'll be Thursday. Jason Lyon is back with a vengeance. With a vengeance. So on Friday night, Shabbat Shalom. It's Jason Lyon. With Mr. America, the Bearded Truth, he'll be talking about everything that's been going on. Then have a great weekend. Tune in Monday for the non-Shabbat episode of Mr. America, the Bearded Truth with the always amazing Jason Lyon. And then uh, check us out next week, Tuesday, 8 p.m., right here, muddied waters, parse through the news of the week, blowing it up. Next week, it's a different hosting crew. Oh, that's right. It's going to be the first episode of Muddied Waters I haven't been on. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because that one I did doesn't count. Yeah, that one doesn't count. That one got pulled. (laughs) That one didn't get pulled by me. That one got pulled by multiple record companies. That got pulled by everyone at once. Oh, real quick. uh, Real quick. Uh, For anybody who follows us on uh, Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, uh, which we'll get to those in a second. YouTube let us YouTube lifted their ban. Oh yeah, we 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 beat YouTube. We beat YouTube. We have no we idea how. We don't know how, but we they beat ju- YouTube. We just beat them. They had had taken us down, said that we couldn't live stream, and we said why, and they said, "Oops." <laughs> we went, "Oh, that's kind of what happened." Yeah. That's sort of what yeah. happened. And uh, shortly before the show started, or during the show, uh, Turner Turner Broadcasting 
who I'm pretty certain filed the complaint, uh, also lifted their claim on our video on Facebook. Really? Yeah, that came uh, one hour ago. Turner Broadcasting accepted your dispute and released their claim on your video. Muddied Waters taking over the mainstream media. We beat Ted Turner. We beat Ted Turner and Google. Yep. Raw power in these four hands. We're just seeing mine right now. Mm. Matt also has hands, yes. And also in Matt's nipples. That's right, right here. Right here in the old Matt nipples. That's right. Nipples. So, Matt, if someone wanted to hear or listen to your nipples uh, on the internet, how would they go about doing that? Well, if they wanted to see them, that's a completely different site. But uh, <laughs> but if uh, you wanted to hear them, uh, you can find us at facebook.com slash muddiedwatersmedia. You can find us on Twitter at muddied underscore waters. You can find us on Instagram at muddiedwatersmedia. Uh, you can find us on Anchor at anchor.fm slash muddied waters. And you can find this, oh, YouTube. And uh, you can find us on YouTube at youtube.com slash muddied waters media. And you can find this and every other episode at muddiedwatersmedia.com. The hills are alive with the sound of Matt's nipples. The hills are alive. So, Matt's Matt's nipples. So, guys, thanks again for tuning in. And up with the M. Oh, she must be talking about nipples. Oh, when I say nipples. Oh, maybe that's it. Well, we are about to stop with the nipples because the show's over. Nipples. 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 (laughs) Guys, thanks again for tuning in. And where we're going, we don't need roads. We need nipples, though. Uh, Mike check, yo. <laughs> we still here? Still going strong, yeah? <laughs> Are you down with Zuby? Yeah. I will not go pop. I will not go soft when I say no means no. This is true hip-hop. I do not flip-flop when I say flow me flow. This is perseverance. This is perseverance. This is perseverance. This is perseverance. I will not go pop. I will not go stop when I say no means no. This is true hip hop. I do not flip flop when I say flow means flow. This is perseverance. This is perseverance. This is perseverance. This is perseverance. Uh, this is perseverance I've been on the rhyme since I made a first appearance I've been on the grind, never waited for the clearance Life is all the time, so I'm gonna live a fearless. fearless Yeah, and people gonna hear this Made a little name with a vision and coherence Never been a lame, now I'm closer to a genius Knowledge in my brain, chalk it up to the experience Still I'm not rich, but at least I ain't broke Never sell dreams, cause I better sell hope People so lost in the mirrors and the smoke Think I'd be a real bloke if I said I sold dope Nope, but my fans will tell you that I'm awesome Awesome. I started selling and they bought them and I got him So if you want dope bars That's not a problem It's time to put the needles on the wax Rock hard like I got the Beatles in the back Go soft, make an easy living off the map Where I can go hard like a freaking cheetah on the track I'm grinding from a zero to a stack And I'm talking about the Nero getting jacked 
If Wakanda needs a new king, I'ma go hard to be the leader of the pack. A needle in a stack, and I'm feeling to attack. Not a baller, no T'Challa, but a hero, and I'm black. I'm an eagle to a rat, rebel demon on a track. I'm a scholar and a brawler, you don't feel it if you're whack. You're always talking evil in your rap, and I'm trying to put my meanings on the map. I gave you 12 rules for life and kept my room clean. I'm the Jordan Peterson of rap. Yeah. I will not go pop, I will not go soft. When I say no means no. This is true hip hop, I do not flip flop. When I say flow, me flow. This is perseverance. This is perseverance. This is perseverance. This is perseverance. I will not go pop, I will not go soft. When I say no means no. This is true hip hop, I do not flip flop. When I say flow, me flow. This is perseverance. This is perseverance. This is perseverance. This is perseverance. I believe what I prophesize, so I don't apologize. Unless I do wrong, I don't bow to the mob, I don't live to antagonize. But they say I'm too outspoken. They wonder if I'm joking. Look, a little bit is chess, but I say what I feel, man. I'm real and I'm open. Trust in God, but I live in the physical. Selfish thoughts, but I give in the lyrical. Thought cops hot, want my speech to be criminal. Lies get fought when I speak the political. I am not left wing, I am not right wing. I just know all these things I know. Yeah. You cannot label me, you can't put shame on me When I say go means go Fresh, I step into the premises Kick dope rhymes and they love how I'm expressing it Hop online and reply to all the messages Gotta spend time and I'm grateful that you cherish it Don't talk crap, no I'd rather be irrelevant Can't play dumb, people know that I'm intelligent See me up late night, big beard, let him in Twelve years deep, now I'm flowing like a veteran Dudes show love, now I'm moving up in eminence Girls show love, cause they're feeling all the pleasantness Got huge dreams, I can never be a pessimist Too much love, I can never be a feminist Girl, stop looking all incredible I am not a bad man, I am not your nemesis Always had a mega drive, take it back to Genesis Work so hard, time to reap a couple benefits yeah. I will not go pop, I will not go soft When I say no means no This is true hip-hop, I do not flip-flop When I say flow means flow This is perseverance This is perseverance This is perseverance This is perseverance I will not go pop, I will not go soft When I say no means no this is true hip-hop, I do not flip-flop When I say flow, me flow This is perseverance This is perseverance This is perseverance This is perseverance